baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Afghanistan deadline pressure. We believe that we have time. Vaccine approval removes hurdles. I feel less anxious about the whole thing. Missing in the flood. Hopefully we'll find her, have some type of closure. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, a week from today is the deadline for the United States to complete its withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. Will it be extended? to deal with the crush of people who want to get out of the country now that the Taliban is in charge. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. This is an enormous logistical, diplomatic, security, humanitarian undertaking. We are taking this day by day. We believe we are making enormous progress. The Washington Post reports CIA Director William Burns held a secret meeting with the Taliban's leader in Kabul yesterday. CBS's Roxana Sabiri. Evacuations from Kabul's airport are picking up pace. The Pentagon says 28 U.S. military planes airlifted out more than 10,000 people in 24 hours, the highest one-day figure so far. It also confirmed that U.S. troops made a second rescue off airport grounds yesterday, extracting several stranded Americans. But it's unclear how many American citizens and at-risk Afghans remain, and if the U.S. will need more time to get them out. Though Taliban spokesman Suhail Shaheen told us the August 31st deadline is a red line. It is a violation of the commitment that President Biden has made. New vaccine mandates all over the country now that the FDA has given full approval to the Pfizer COVID vaccine. CBS's David Begno says it's hoped that step will convince millions of reluctant people to get their shots. It was the FDA's full approval of the Pfizer vaccine that convinced 19-year-old Kaylin McGee to line up at a vaccine clinic at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette yesterday and get vaccinated. What did you think when you heard about the FDA approval? I was just being ignorant at that point. Like, it was my own fault, so I just had to go do it. 19-year-old Callie Roselle had also been on the fence about vaccination for months, but that finally changed yesterday. Full approval from FDA is what did it for you? Yes, it is. That's what did it for me. And we're also, it's going to be required on campus. Dr. Anthony Fauci on CBS This Morning says getting the upper hand in the pandemic is still months away. If we can get through the winter okay, and we can get those people vaccinated, that age, 80 million or so who are not vaccinated, I estimate that by the time we get to the spring, I believe that we can get to some degree of normality that approximates what we'd like to be. And with the Delta variant spurring a COVID case surge, here's the message from Hawaii's governor, David Ige. You want to go there for a vacation? Don't at least not through October. The ICUs are filling up. It's not a good time uh, to travel to the islands. Uh, Restaurant capacity has been restricted. 
there is limited access to rental cars. Now to Washington. CBS's Nicole Killian reports an internal investigation has cleared the Capitol police officer who shot and killed one of the people who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The U.S. Capitol Police says the officer has faced numerous threats and is not naming the person out of concern for their safety. The officer's attorney says the decision by the department to clear the officer was the only correct conclusion. The leader of the Proud Boys extremist group has been sentenced to five months in jail for burning a Black Lives Matter banner and bringing high-capacity magazines to D.C. before the Capitol attack. At least 22 are dead in the flooding that tore through the Waverly, Tennessee area, and the search goes on for others who are missing. CBS's Jesse Mitchell says people describe a situation that deteriorated fast. Rachel Reeves' parents tried to escape as eight feet of floodwaters inundated their house. Right as they left the door, my dad got rushed into the rapids, and my sister and mom, they all got separated. Rachel's father did not survive. His body was found a mile from the home. He died a hero. He saved my mom and sister. Diana Bryant's 15-year-old sister, Lily, has been missing for four days now. She was last seen grabbing onto debris, trying to stay afloat. I'm hoping that maybe she's with somebody just unconscious or she's alive and just somewhere we can't get to her. Just after midnight in New York, Kathy Hochul took the oath of office as the state's next governor, She's the first woman to lead the state, succeeding Andrew Cuomo, who resigned amid a sexual harassment scandal. After viewing some of the damage, California Governor Gavin Newsom has called on President Biden to declare a federal disaster for eight counties dealing with major wildfires. State fire official Tom Porter says 43,000 people in the state are under evacuation orders. We have many large damaging fires that are ongoing, particularly in the north part of the state and they're going to continue to grow and get bigger. Crews are working to keep the big Caldor fire out of the Lake Tahoe Basin. It's now 5% contained. It's destroyed more than 440 buildings. Well, California's in the midst of a recall election. As we hear from CBS's Monica Ricks, there's an investigation into what was found in the vehicle of a man who was passed out in a convenience store parking lot. Police in Torrance are trying to figure out how a man ended up with more than 300 stolen recall ballots. Sergeant Mark Ponigalek. There's two questions we need to answer in this investigation. Is One, how did those ballots end up in his vehicle and what was his intent with those ballots? The ballots were not tampered with. They were still sealed in their envelope. It wasn't like the ballot had already been filled out and in the return envelope. In North Carolina, tens of thousands who've run afoul of the law get a new chance to register and vote. CBS's Peter King. Two of the three judges on a Superior Court panel have agreed to an order allowing convicted felons whose sentences didn't include prison time to regain their voting rights. That means if they've completed all aspects of their sentences, including parole and or probation, as many as 56,000 people can register. On the Health Watch this morning, CBS's Stacey Lynn has the findings in a major new study. The good news is cases of brain tumors have gone down during the past decade. The bad? There's been little improvement on surveillance. Survival. Only 36% of patients survive more than five years after diagnosis. Researchers say the slow progress is blamed on a lack of advancements in early detection and treatment. TV's Jeopardy. It's more like a soap opera than a game show these days. Jeopardy is still looking for a replacement for Alex Trebek. This following Mike Richards stepping down, and they have named their first guest host during this renewed process. I am the 
Mayim Bialik, who will be hosting Jeopardy primetime specials, will be the first guest host. That will be for at least three weeks. What happens after that isn't entirely clear. Richards was set to take over, but controversial statements he made in the past brought that to a quick end. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. At the U.S. Naval Academy, a cheating scandal has led to 18 midshipmen being expelled and 82 others sanctioned. This is fallout from an online physics exam taken back in December by hundreds. An investigation was launched when it was learned some who took it used outside sources to complete the test, violating the rules. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.